Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Indeed. Wonderful world that you are in this world to share your gift, to share your magnificent light with us. Oh. Hmm. You know, that song is full of it's such beautiful imagery. And uh, whenever I hear it, it usually allows me to close my eyes and just really imagine what that world is. And then sometimes I go to this place of, am I living in that world now? Am I living in that world now? The truth is, yes. To the degree that I believe I am living in that world now. And whatever other circumstances show up in the world, show up in the experience of life, those don't matter because I am the creator of my experience. I am the creator of my world. I am the creator of this thing called life for myself, and so are you for you. We are each and every one of us the magnificent creators of our experience. I'm gonna invite us all to close our eyes. Just to do a quick little experiential. I just want you to close your eyes. Just relax right where you are. And just contemplate for a moment what it is you actually see right now with your eyes closed. Invite yourself to let go of any images that may come up in your mind. What do you physically see with your eyes closed? while you may see a little glow, essentially, it's most likely that you're seeing what we might consider darkness. Just contemplate that for a moment. When you meditate, if meditation is part of your practice, Oftentimes we meditate with our eyes closed. What do you see in that meditation? When you experience the night sky, perhaps you've taken a drive out beyond the lights of the city what do you see in the night sky? You'll see the twinkling of stars, but essentially you will also see darkness. When you plant a seed in the ground, knowing that it will be nurtured and will grow and thrive, where does that nurturing begin? It begins in darkness. Go ahead and take a breath, and if you'd like to open your eyes, you're welcome to do so. The theme that I chose to be a guiding idea for this month of May was the theme of light. 
And in some way or another, I've kind of constructed a lot of what I've had to say around this concept of light. And we utilize light as a metaphor within this practice uh, very heavily, don't we? Yeah. What about the other side of light? What about darkness? Do we perceive the experience of our life in only light as though darkness is not something that is wanted? Because here's the thing, there's magnificence that unfolds in the dark as well, like that seed. And so I think we need to look at both sides. We need to start looking at life in balance. Now likely, what has happened, because I, I, can, I can look at my own life and say, well, I think this is what happened for me, is that, <clears throat> excuse me, on some level, on some level, I was taught to fear the dark. But that's a learning. It is not innate within. In being taught to fear the dark, I then begin to decide that I want to shove out the dark and live only in the light, right? Just check in with yourself to see if that is something that may resonate for you. Were you taught to fear the dark? I think the darkness can be a magnificent breeding ground for creation. When I begin in the process of creation in my own life, whatever, like if I'm going to write a poem or <clears throat> I'm going to paint a picture or do some kind of drawing, I'm a pretty artistic guy. When I begin, I essentially begin with nothing. And then an idea happens. That seed has been planted in darkness and an idea flows forth. And I am guided to something. And I realize within that that I am the magnificent creator of all experience. I think what lies on the other side of light is this, potential, possibility, and it is infinite. It is infinite, because here's the thing, once you shine the light, you have created a limitation. In the darkness, imagine there is no limitation, and you get to decide what the light is to illuminate the darkness. It's maybe not something we think about too frequently, because it is in this philosophy. It's all about light, and it's all about love, and light, and light, and light, and light, right? But there is so much possibility that is infinite within the darkness, within the void, what we can consider the void. If light is the actuality, darkness is the possibility. And I think that we would do well to begin to let go of this notion that the darkness is something to be avoided. But to do that, we must find that level of comfort within the darkness and let go of any past considerations that perhaps elicit fear within us around the darkness. Now, darkness, many people will associate with evil, right? How many of us live with that idea? 
Where did we learn that? Where did we learn that? And are we in a place now where perhaps we can say, that's not true. It's not true. And let it go. Because there is no inherent evil that exists in this world. There is no inherent evil. If we believe there is evil in this world, guess what we experience? We experience evil. If we collectively decide that our belief, our, our core belief no longer accepts the idea of evil in this world or experienced in this world, we will not experience evil. Now, that may be hard to look at and say, oh, I see all the things that are happening in the world, and I can see them as potentially evil acts, right? Those things are defined as such by us. And the minute we stop defining them as such, they will dissipate from our experience. They don't need to be experienced by us anymore. So do you have the capacity within yourself to say, I choose, whether it's in light or in darkness, to not adopt or accept the concept of evil any longer and trust that what flows forth is exactly what you would like to experience, which is infinite creation. We are each and every one of us instruments of creation. We are each and every one of us illumined celestial bodies shining forth our own light. We are creation expressed. Creation itself is, is a verb. It's a verb, right? Now, a creation is a noun. To create is a verb. And we are living embodiments of the activity of creation at all times. Creation is a verb. And that is the nature of God. Because God is the constant unfoldment of this thing called creation. It never ceases to be. It is consistently letting itself be known magnificently as creation. As activity. When I invite us all, and, and I, I, sometimes I think I am misunderstood in this, so I like to clarify. When I invite us all to step forth and make the claim, I am God, and we should all be willing to step forth and make that claim for ourselves. I am God. You are God. When I make that claim, it is to understand that God as us is a being, but through us is a doing. There can be no separation from the infinite, because if there is separation from the infinite, well then, it is no longer infinite, it is finite. That is how I have reconciled in my own mind and come to understand the nature of being able to claim for all humanity, we are God. There is no thing out there. There is that which is within. And that which is within is a being and through us is a doing. That is God as a verb. God is always both being and doing. It is infinite creation as all of us. And in the infinite, there is no distinction between the actor and the action. They cannot exist without the other. So as an actor, and yes, one time I was an actor, thank you. <laughs> 
as an actor, there can be nothing without the action. And we are constantly living our lives as action. That's God doing as us. So let's reframe the idea when we claim for ourselves, and I want us all to get really comfortable, as much as I would like for us to get comfortable with I am magnificent, I am looking to normalize us all into the space of being able to say I am God. Can you say that and allow yourself to not feel any hesitation around that any longer? It's gonna be challenging probably for some people, right? Right, yeah, because we have this idea. We have this idea of what God is that we have been indoctrinated with. And we humble ourselves to such a degree that we think, oh, how could I possibly be that? Well, I'm here to ask, how could you possibly not be that? In the infinite, there is no distinction. There is no distinction between the light and the darkness. It's all in how we choose, each and every one of us, to experience this thing called life. So let's choose to stop thinking of the physical world, the world of form, the relative world, as something separate from consciousness, as something separate from spirit, as something separate from God. It is not. And in fact, discord in the experience of life is the result in the belief in that very separation. Because it is only when we think that there is something outside the self that we can become subject to something outside the self, and that is what creates the experience of discord. Let us let go of that notion today once and for all. I mean, we are in an organization and a philosophical movement called unity. Where in unity is there separation? There is none. If we truly understand the nature of unity, in unity, there is balance. In unity, there is harmony. In unity, there is only wholeness. The physical world itself is consciousness, and it is always, always in balance. Not in balanced, but it is in balance. We are infinitely and intricately connected to it, through it, as it. And it is present everywhere. There is no thing in this entire universe that is separate from us. I want, to, I want you to imagine for a moment. I'm going to invite you to use your imagination. Imagine yourself, I'll say on a spring day if you're in Tucson, because if I say a summer day, saying, imagine yourself outside in the sun. <laughs> I'm going to go, oh, do I have to? Imagine, actually, imagine a day like today. I had a moment, Laura was out in the gazebo and uh, long before service, and I walked out there, and we just commented on how glorious this day was and how beautiful the sunshine felt. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful time of year here in Tucson. So I want you to imagine yourself outside in the sun, just enjoying the light of the sun. You can feel it, can't you? 
You can feel the warmth of the sun's rays on your skin. You can feel the presence of that thing that we have defined as being 93 million miles away from us. The rays of the sun reach us. They warm us. Now I want you to think about what are those rays? Now, there may be scientific explanations. In fact, there are scientific explanations about what those rays are. But are those rays not an aspect of the sun itself? We perceive this plasma burning orb out there as having a boundary. And that boundary is about 93 million miles away. But what is it? What are those rays? Perhaps we need to extend our sense of what the boundary is and deepen into this understanding. While we perceive that thing out there and decided that there is a boundary, if there were a true boundary, how could we possibly feel the warmth of the sun's rays and experience the light of the sun? Perhaps the perspective needs a shift and we can deepen into the understanding that there is no boundary to the sun and in fact we are all part of the sun. This shows up in the, this is, we can consider this actually a microcosm in the macrocosm of the universe. That we are intricately connected to all that is universally. We are enveloped in it. We are expressing as it. We are both inside and experiencing the light as the universe. We are the light. The light is us. As we deepen in that realization, how can we accept the idea that there are any boundaries? How can we accept the idea that there is any limitation? Let us let go of the notion of limitation once and for all, in the doing and in the being. In the 40s, in the 1940s, there were some texts that were discovered in Egypt, the Nag Hammadi. Do you, does, just, I mean, actually, I don't know why I feel compelled to ask this, but do you know about those texts? Yeah. So the Nag Hammadi basically are non-canon versions of the gospel, and uh, there's great wisdom within it. Within one of those texts is the gospel according to Thomas. There is a reference to Gnostics. Gnostic, what is a Gnostic? A Gnostic, according to the text, is one who sees both the light and understands that they are the light. That's a Gnostic. The Gnostic Christ, which is who and what each and every one of us is, is described as the light which is within the light being the light. And just as just as we are, just as we are that very light, that light within the light, just as darkness is the other side of light, that is the light within the light as well. 
because there can be no thing that is not intricately connected as luminous celestial bodies. There is no boundary. That's really what I think I want us to walk away with today. There is no boundary. The only limitations that exist are those we have in our own minds that we have adopted for ourselves. When we let go of those limitations mentally, when we let go of those boundaries mentally, what a life we will live. And I say will live because you know what, frankly, I still live within my own sense of limitation. Here I am, an ordained minister. Am I supposed to have it all together? Some people might say, yes, you're supposed to have it all together. We're here to learn from you. Well, if I can teach anything, it is to say this. Let us accept where we are on this journey of this ever-unfolding thing called life and know that we are in a constant state of unfoldment. There is no boundary. The entire universe is the crystallized energy of light, and even in the seeming darkness is the light. So then I find myself coming to this place because it is very important to me that any of this that I ever talk about, any of the philosophy that I ever talk about, it has to be made practical. Otherwise, what's the point? So, how do we make this practical? these ideas that I've talked about today. There are a couple of ways that I thought about. The first one is stop stressing. Stop stressing out about everything. The light is always there. The light is always there. What do we have to be stressed out about when we understand that the light is always there? And not only always there, it is always there and always there. We are always shining our light. So let us stop stressing about all the stuff. Let us let go. This is the second part of this. Let us let go of the notion that we should judge ourselves or others based on where they are in the journey of their life. That we should stop judging ourselves and others based on the chapter of their infinite life book the novel of their life, the autobiography that we're all living. If I am judged by one aspect, the chapter that I'm living in right now, it may not be so pretty. Let's let go of that. And number three, remember that you are a verb. You are the activity of God's light. You are the doing as a being, and there is absolutely no separation between the two. So what is the other side of light? There is no real other side of light. There is only infinite creation. That's it. There is only infinite creation. This is who we are. This is who you are. This is what we are. This is what you are. This is the unfoldment and exquisite activity of our being. Let's live it today and evermore. Peace and blessings. All right, here comes the homework. I love that everybody laughs.
So somebody was saying um, that uh, they had someone, actually, I think it was you, William, I'm gonna tell this little story, <laughs> that I think it was you who told me this, um, that they had somebody who came to their spiritual center and um, they had the experience of it and they maybe came a few times and they finally walked away and they said, I don't wanna keep going there, want, they want me to work on myself. Was it you who told me that, William? <laughs> you could have. Yeah. Here's the homework this week. I want us all to actively seek and contemplate the balance of light and seeming darkness in our lives. It's a mental exercise this week. Actively seek and contemplate the balance of light and seeming darkness in our lives. Actively seek and contemplate the balance of being and doing in our lives. And I want you to journal about what you find. If you don't keep a journal, just get some pieces of paper and allow yourself the opportunity for these next seven days to write about it. Doesn't have to be, you know, the next great published book. But allow yourself to just put it out on paper. Read through it at the end of the week and ask yourself this. Is what I find harmony? Is what I find balance? That's the homework this week. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.